You're listening to MeSearch, a podcast featuring Filipino perspectives. In this show, we talk to trailblazers, business leaders, and bosses in the community to find out more about what they do. Join us as we learn and get to the bottom of things. Stay tuned. Hi, Dustin. Hey, Crystal. Hey, everybody. Just all of the extra vocal fry that you can ever ask for. Uh, you oh my gosh uh, can i just tell you a little acting thing yeah <laughs> so in um in grad school we learn different voice textures and mm-hmm. my voice teacher um he he teaches his method through like visualizing like certain um you know certain things and uh kind of embodying what that sound would be, you know, like that that vision. So, like mm-hmm. you just did, um, broken wood. Uh, <laughs> is is that something you just made up now, or is that no. something that they made up? That's something. So that, that was, yeah, my teacher made up. Maybe we okay. take out broken wood because, well, I, I, I'm sure it's fine. It's, it, I'm sure it's trademark because he's coming out with a book about it, but. Check out the Rafael Barentes Barentes Lopez Lopez Barentes uh, method if you're looking into figuring out figuring out voice textures. Oh, broken wood. Broken wood. Broken wood. <laughs> I'm here for it. You know what? It has helped my acting. You, you know, I I think <laughs> it's good for me too because mm-hmm. it just gives me a whole a whole other dimension to my personality. Absolutely. A Absolutely. third dimension, fourth a, dimension. A fifth dimension. A fifth dimension. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> let's talk about research. Let's talk about research. <laughs> but uh, actually, let's talk about, um, I don't know, food stuff because. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, so I had a question. Uh-huh. Just, you know, general banter question for yeah. you, Crystal. What was the yummiest thing you ate this week? This week, you know, uh had a pretty pretty whatevs week. However, I will say uh the funnest and yummiest thing I ate was this evening. And for all you Trader Joe's fans, I'm sure you know of this little hack. But if you get their lentils, mix it with their bruschetta and add a little bit of goat cheese on it, that dip is delicious so that was the yummiest thing i ate this week the trader joe's Mm. lentil bruschetta goat cheese concoction Mm. yeah dip into that dip dip into that dip dip into that dip dip into that dip dip what about you Mm. boo i think okay so for let me give some context uh i went to knott's berry farm Mm mm-hmm in Southern California, it's in Buena Park. <gasps> Buena but Park. If you go, Buena Park. If you go to to Knott's Berry Farm, they have recordings of that tell like the history of the park. They play over the 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 speakers, and they say Buena Park. Buena. I've never heard Buena anyone say Buena Park. 
I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum linguistically, <laughs> but I've never heard anybody. Buena I've never heard Park. anybody say Buena Park. I've. Buena. Buena. Buena Park. Buena, Buena Park. Park. You know, I think I have heard people say Buena Park. I, but, mean, I ain't trying to hate anybody, but then you call me up well, for a little Well, bit. you know what? As someone from Buena Park, Buena Park is not Buena Park. <laughs> how do you? How did you say it growing up? I say I've always said Buena Park. Buena Park just feels kind of not it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to yuck on anyone's yum, but as someone from Buena Park, I don't think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I just maybe that's a dialect of of Buena Park. I don't know. Where have I been? I don't know. I don't know. But the, anyway, the I was at Nutsberry Farm. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I was at Nutsberry Farm, and I had a funnel cake mm. for the first time in like twenty years. Oh my god! Twenty years? Yes, funnel cake for the first time in twenty years. Wow! And for those of you who are familiar with funnel cake, like the regular schmegula. Funnel cake is like funnel cake, powdered sugar. Mm-hmm. But at Knott's Berry Farm, they got funnel cake, powdered sugar, um, topped with like strawberry. Mm. That's like the other normal thing at yeah, Knott's Berry yeah, Farm. Yeah. But what I got was was the apple pie cheesecake funnel cake. Oh my gosh. It had the funnel cake with cream cheese spread Topped on that was a crumbled graham cracker situation. And then on top of that was like soft serve vanilla ice cream. On top of that was like a drizzle of caramel. Wow. It was delicious. And I'm very much like a texture person. I got a sweet tooth and I love texture and that had all of it. (gasps) It's the real deal. Yeah. And I love apple pie and (gasps) cheesecake. Oh and God. both of those things, and ice cream. So, like, all of those things <laughs> on top of a funnel cake. Mm, chef's kiss. Chef's, chef's kiss. kiss. Good job, Knots. A dream, a dream, a dream. A, a dream. dream come true. A dream come, come true. true. <laughs> come true. But anyway, why was that Knott's Berry Farm? Yeah, why was? were you at Knott's, boo? Tell us. Because I work at Knott's Berry <gasps> Farm. What? Part time. Hey. As d- entertainment. <gasps> So, wow. Over the summer. Over the summer. I, it's it's not like a permanent thing. It's just like, you know, wanted to do something fun. Very cool. That I don't normally do. Push myself out of my comfort zone. Um, and I sing with folks in the Philharmonic. So <gasps> He's so fancy. Bunch of, bunch of Filipino dudes getting together singing Philharmonic arrangements. And it's a very, very fun, relaxed gig. We kind of flash mob the stage. <gasps> Um, we're dressed as tech crew, so I've got like a little jumpsuit. It makes me feel very, uh, very much like I know what I'm doing with like electronics, even though I don't. I just show up and I sing. <laughs> An actor. But, um, yeah, so speaking of Philharmonic, uh-huh. our guest on today's podcast yes! is Trace Gaynor from the Philharmonic. Yeah. So we'll be talking to him about all of his cool things that he's doing, in particular, the, uh, content he produces with one down media and mixed news um, as well as philharmonic and his podcast endeavors so let's get into this episode let's with get Trace Gaynor. into it yes. hi y'all hey what up 
What up? Today what on up? research. What up? <laughs> this hey. is a new intro. <laughs> I know. I don't know. It's like we're recording like way later than usual, but that's fine. We'll make we'll we'll do what we gotta do to to get the content out there. You know what I'm saying? So today on me search, we're blessed to have Trace yeah. Gainer uh, on the show. Welcome, Trace. Hi. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Thank, Thank you for being with us today. Yes. Thanks for having me. I always like yeah, talking for yeah, yeah. so in these podcasts. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> So, Trace, you do a lot of really, really cool stuff in front of the camera, behind the camera, in the studio. You're a singer with the Philharmonic. You write and produce some really cool features for One Down Media and Mixed News. Tell us a little bit about your story and maybe how did you get to do some of these really, really cool things? Yeah. So, um, my name's Trace. I'm from, I was born in Chicago um, and I moved to LA to go to college. I went, moved out in 2010 to go to USC. Um, and I studied broadcast and digital journalism. And um, when I was, you know, first starting, I like made documentaries in high school. And it was like the thing I made a documentary about nuclear weapons. That was sort of my like Ooh. launch point into my career, I guess, which is weird to say, because it was not good by any <laughs> means. It was not like a good documentary. Um, Your launch point. Yeah. Launch. Um, but, you know, it got some like attention <laughs> and I got to like tour around and do film festivals and stuff when I was a kid. And so that really got me into like journalism. And that was my major in college. Um, and when oh. I was in college, I always like liked the idea of being a singer, but I was not good at it. I auditioned for my high school acapella group and would never make it in. Um, I played violin what? and I played piano, but I was not in the choir or anything. And I just liked the idea of trying to be a singer. Um, so I joined an acapella group in college and it quickly became all that I did. Um, and I, if, I'm sure you're familiar with the Pitch Perfect movies, but I made my acapella <laughs> group compete in the competition that the Pitch Perfect movies are based off of ICCAs. And then um, at ICCA, this um, mysterious man walked up to me afterwards and said, hey, are you Filipino? And I was like, yeah, I am. He was like, cool. And then he walked away and I didn't hear from him for eight months. A few months oh later, God. I got a random Instagram, D uh, Facebook DM, <laughs> and he says, hey, a bunch of Filipino guys are getting together in Hollywood to audition for the sing-off. My name's Ben Bram. I'm a producer on the sing-off. Um, you should meet oh up with them. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll try this. Um, so I met up with a group of, I think there were four of us at that first meeting. Um, and then throughout that week, we met up in different combinations of us. And on the first day that all of the members of this invited group that we were making were together. We put an audition video together. We came up with the name, The Philharmonic, because we were all Filipino. And um, yeah, we were on the sing-off. And so the whole singing music route was a, a bit of a detour from what I like thought I wanted to do in journalism. Um, and you know, that really took over my life for quite a bit. Um, from The Sing-Off to Pitch Perfect, uh, The Late Late Show with James Corden. And yeah, just singing was something that was a hobby turned into like, turned my full-time job. And now that, uh, you know, we're like getting where Philharmonic has been around for so long. It's we get to like, you know, make music here or there and like tour when we can. But I also really wanted to go back to like my journalism roots. And so I've been working with Mix TV and I'm a host on Mix News. And at the beginning of this year, actually, one of my 2021 New Year's resolutions was I wanted to make a podcast. And so I was looking for companies to make a podcast with. And I reached out to one down me and I was like, hi, I've got an idea for a podcast. Like, would you like to meet to chat about it? And the head of One Down responded and was like, no, I don't know how to make a podcast, but I'll make a video series about it. And I was like, cool, sounds good. And then this show called The Cheese Meese was born, um, which was a six-part web series that, um, you know, explored being Filipino in entertainment. Um, 
And, you know, it's turned into this whole brand. We're, like, working on a live show for it. We're making a show called um, The Cheese Mini, or The Mini Cheese Mies, where it's, like, a bite-sized version of it, which first episode actually comes out tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. Nice. Um, yeah, it's just, like, a, a wild, cold email that I sent out um, trying to get into, like, more journalism things. And, yeah, that's how I got into with One Down Media. So, I mean, this might get deep too early, but what, how I got into these cool things is literally I just cold email people which kind of was what happened with mix too that i just like cold emailed wow. mix um like got literally got handed a phone to like pitch an idea to um a director of content at mix and then got put into this uh, mix news thing so it's a lot of just like throwing things out there and seeing what sticks that is amazing amazing <laughs> Yes. Listen, Trace shot a shot. Yeah, I did. That I mean, for one, not for real. Like, really, it was just like January because January first, I was like making my new show solutions. It's like podcast. I'm gonna make a podcast. January second, I shot the shot and I emailed one down, and that's where the show came from. <laughs> that's amazing. Freaking go get it. Oh, yeah, good job, Trace. <laughs> yes, we love to. We love this story. That's so cool. Some of the content you produce sheds light onto some pretty sensitive topics, including the role of fi- of mixed Filipinos in media and entertainment. Um, you yourself are a mixed Filipino. Um, what are some of the things you've observed about the industry when it comes to mixed Filipinos? Yeah, um, I think it's weird for like I've had a strange experience just because I am half Filipino. My dad is white mm-hmm. and my mom is full Filipino. And, you know, even just mm-hmm. saying uh, saying I'm half Filipino was something that, you know, now that I'm like, I'm reevaluating like what that even means to say I'm half of something. Um, because right. mm-hmm. when I was growing up, I was in a very white suburb. Me and my sister were the only two, not just Filipinos in my town. We were the only Asians in my town. Um, and so wow. I was very whitewashed and like very white. And like being the token Asian was like, low-key my personality trait um and i didn't know anything about being asian i just was the asian friend and oh my god it's so it's like low-key painful because sometimes i like on facebook memories i will go back and see like things that my friends tagged me in high school and it was like a thing at high school dances to take the trace picture even if i wasn't there like in that group of friends they would take they would do a very stereotypical asian pose and they would tag me in it on facebook and it was like at the time and it's like looking at my comments it was like oh they thought of me it's so nice but it's like looking back it's like oh my god like how did i let this be Mm. like my personality like that's what i was the token asian um and so when i went to college being the token asian obviously in california you i was not that anymore and it was like low-key culture shock for me and i realized that i was like part of a whole other community i really knew nothing about um and also i was being like clocked as asian you know like as filipino by other filipinos mm-hmm. and so they just there was like, there was this assumption that i was also part of the community because i looked like i was and so i should like you know mm-hmm. like know certain things or like at least know a few words in tagalog but i was like nope completely over my head um and i started you know like even with Philharmonic, really, they're just like really leaning into it. And so I really noticed it going into entertainment that when I walked into rooms, like I was immediately seen as Asian. I was immediately seen as Filipino. And so one of the first things I like realized I could do in my professional life is like really just lean into it, like be be the Filipino. Mm. Like I was that in high school and it was like not great, <laughs> like not in a great way. But like now 
I have so much more to offer and I know so much more about being Filipino that like when I am immediately like, like he can be the Filipino host or he could be the Filipino singer. Um, just leaning into that now, that now I feel more comfortable because I know things about the community. I know what it actually means more to be Filipino in those situations. Do you feel like, have you experienced any sort of racism or colorism being a mixed Filipino working in the industry? Oh, I, I mean, I mean, to say it's, yeah, I mean, yes, uh, short answer, yes. Um, it's, it's, it's very strange because, you know, even the idea for my first podcast I wanted to make was called, it's called, where are you from from? Because that's the question I'm asked, not just <laughs> by white people, but like Asian, but Filipino people too, is just like, I'm too white mm-hmm. to be Asian and too Asian to be white. Um, and so I get it really on both sides that there's this assumption that, you know, I, that I am the other thing. Um, and so when there are situations where I could be like the Filipino, like, let's say if I'm auditioning for something to be like a Filipino in a show or like a Filipino in like a commercial Mm -hmm. or something, like they expect you to be able to whip out the Tagalog accent, but it's like, Ooh, I'm straight up just mocking people because I don't have like really too many like personal, like, I don't have that many people in my life that have that really thick Filipino accent, you know, or like Mm -hmm. when I know I'm talking to Filipino people, like they just assume that I'm, I am, I am very white, you know? And so it's just like, I I see it on both sides. Um, And I'm sure you can get people talking about different Asian experiences and, and being Mm -hmm. in the industry, but I I feel very in the middle of all of them. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel that that's a very common experience for any mixed person in general. Um, How do you feel you have been perceived by the Filipino audience in general, having mm. having been put in the spotlight representing Filipinos. It is strange. And one of the first things when I was, we were coming up with ideas for the Chismis was this episode. This was the first one that I like kind of had put out there that this is what I wanted to do. Um, and one of the things that I really noticed is one of the first, the first time we went to the Philippines with my acapella group, the Philharmonic, um, we were like driving around in Manila and seeing billboard signs. And it would be like, like I f- like felt like I looked like them. Like I looked like the people on the billboards, which is mm-hmm. not that common in the States. Right. But like, and not mm-hmm. in like a same complexion, like straight up, like we could be cousins. Like I could be related to that person on that billboard. And it was strange. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's bizarre because that's not what I'm seeing when like, not on the billboards. Like I'm seeing very full Filipinos, right. you know, <laughs> in Manila, obviously. And so to see like, that is like the, what makes it into entertainment of something that like, you have to get in America, I guess, not have to get, but you know, just like something that's much more common in the States was a bit eye opening for me to see that like me and like my sister and like all my cousins were all half Filipino. We're all half white is um, what they want to see in the Philippines where we don't like, we've never been there, you know, like we never grown up there. So why mm-hmm. is the Filipino community in Manila idolizing that look when it's not there? I don't know. Very, it was very, a very strange, like, realization i had when i was there do you have thoughts do you have more thoughts about why that why that is i mean like racism i guess is that like it's just like (laughs) the white um just like prioritizing like it's very eurocentric and it's yeah it's very i mean i wish i knew the answer to that but it's um it's weird to have that sort of leg up just because of something that and it's, it seems, you know, at times I feel like I'm cheating almost to like really lean into this Filipino aspect of my life and my career where like basically my entire career is built around being Filipino. Mm. But I also am able to do that 
because my dad's white. And at the same time as me thinking, I have to be like, oh, no, no, I have to remind myself, like, no, 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 my half Filipino experience is still fully valid, right? It's not half valid because I'm half white. Like, I still right. very much identify with, like, the Filipino experiences and Filipino, um, you know, just cultural things that I didn't even realize were experienced by an entire group of people. Um, I just have to also understand that there's a reason that I get to have some easier success from it, and it's because my dad's white. <laughs> Mm. Wow, that's like a really conflicting uh, dialogue inside. Um, how yeah. do you cope with with things like that? Uh, when, being in the industry, um, I guess one of the things that like makes me not feel as bad about it is um, <laughs> I am to people that are not really ingrained in Filipino culture. I still am very Filipino. Like, yeah, if, if yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Like most white people, I just look straight out Filipino. Um, and I think it's even different between me and my sister. I think my sister looks way more white than I do. Um, and so I think she gets a little bit more of that, like, amb- amb- um, ambiguous, like, when they're not sure what she is. But for me, it's like, oh, he's Filipino. It's really when I get into the Filipino community that people can see that I'm mixed. And so oh, I feel better. I, like, justify it by being like, no, no, I'm still seen as Filipino to other people. I see you as Filipino. Yeah, I didn't know that yeah, you yeah. were mixed, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, me too. And, yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> until I saw that episode that you did with the Chismis yeah. about being mixed. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I didn't realize that you were mixed until yeah. you said those words. So, You know, this, was a fu- this is something that happened in high school that's really funny. Is So one day, I was, I was a very nerdy person in high school, and I was after school practicing violin in the um, practice rooms, and I was staying late. And I, like, in those practice rooms, there was no good cell service. And my dad was in the school trying to find me and because I he didn't know where I was. And so this girl that was in orchestra with me comes and knocks on the door of my practice room. She's like, Trace, someone, there's this, like, old guy walking around trying to find you. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably my dad. I'm late. Like, no cell service here. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll get him. And she looked at me all confused. She's like, no, he's white. I was like, e- yeah, yeah. That's my dad. <laughs> and she was like so confused. And I still tell that story like all the time. Uh, just because it was like, that is like the definition of like, no one ever believes in me, my dad related. <laughs> how, how do you, like speaking of your, of your dad, how does he, or how does he and your mom, how do he and your mom kind of navigate the space with you now being an advocate for Filipino culture as a mixed person? I think... My dad, I mean, they're both very supportive. Obviously, my dad doesn't get it, but he's very supportive. <laughs> um, my mom, too, It's. I think it's nice. I really like talking to my mom about it because my mom grew up in the same hometown that I grew up in. She has been there. Um, her. She was raised in that town. We went to the same high school. And she often talks about how I'm more Filipino now than she is um, because she has been, you know, in that um, very white town her entire life and so she doesn't Mm. even really know a lot of these like filipino cultures um i'm not only am i half but my um i'm fourth generation filipino so my filipino american so my great grandparents came to the states from and they lived in hawaii before it was a state and so um i'm also very far removed from you know speaking tagalog or like people that are from the philippines uh so my mom doesn't really have that either and she gets to learn a lot of this through me which is which is cool to have that's a wow i wanted to say that's awesome and amazing and it just turned into this weird moment it's amazing (laughs) it's amazing (laughs) it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) 
That's so cool that you get to share that with your mom. It's definitely interesting to be teaching your full Filipino mother things about being Filipino. That was like, these are things that most people learn from their parents, but I guess I'm going to teach you about it a little bit. <laughs> like, she didn't know what chismis meant. She didn't know what that word was. Ah. I, I think this is a good lesson for a lot of folks that, you know, there's opportunities to learn regardless of who you are, or where you are at in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Trace, where do you see the industry going as far as um, how Filipinos are going to evolve within media? And um, how, how do you see it? And what would you what would you personally like to see? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can get pretty technical here. I really I think it's a very exciting time to be Filipino. Um because there are a lot of us that have not, you know, had this experience of seeing ourselves in movies and TV shows and like in our popular artists. And you're start even starting to see it now with like Bruno Mars, Olivia Rodrigo, even Bella Porch. Um, but from like a technical aspect, um, 5G is getting more popular in the Philippines and it's going to be getting more like ability, like even just more smartphones and m- mm-hmm. more like connectivity to the internet in the Philippines. It's I think going to be huge in terms of what we even see in the states in terms of filipino representation um and you know i will not be surprised if in 10 to 15 years filipino music and filipino culture has the same sort of hold over the states that um korean culture does now do you think that so we talked about how there are some and in your video you talked about how some mixed folks have kind of leaned on the other side um, that's not Filipino. Do you see, how do you see that changing? Or like, do you see, do you see Filipinos like, how do I want to put this? Do you see? Yeah, no, I get it. It's it's tough because like, you know, it's, it's awkward because you're playing into a system that wants racial ambiguity Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't want you to be different. So you get in because you have this, like, you have you are a minority and you are Asian and they want that representation, but they also want you to play into the fact that people don't know what you are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, And so like, it's just like a lose-lose situation for all these Filipinos because, and I even saw it with, even with that video, I kept getting messages. I got messages from both sides that are like, you should celebrate these people. They're half, like, they're still Filipino. You should celebrate them. Um, you'd be like... I got messages from other half Filipinos being like that hurt, video hurt to watch to think that they not are like I'm not representing the culture, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it um it's a tough like position that I think half mixed Filipinos are put in. Yeah. Um and you know just be having more exposure to Filipino cultures and having other full Filipinos that can be the ones like Carrying forth the culture means that a half Filipino can just be a performer and you know, like doesn't right. have to be the flag bearer, the standard bearer for Filipino representation. If there were more people that were Filipino loudly, then people wouldn't be so mad about Bruno Mars not talking about it all the time. Or they wouldn't be so sure. mad about Vanessa Hudgens playing a Latino character in High School Musical if there was another Filipino character played by a Filipino actress literally anywhere else, you know? So it removes some of that... Um, pressure from the half Filipinos to always be only Filipino. Mm. Yeah. Ugh. Sounds like we just need 
a ton more Filipinos. Yeah. In the media. <laughs> and like, you know I mean, that's, looking that's like everybody. One, that's the goal of one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the goal of one down two is just like opening, like talking about it. And I think a lot of people got really fired up by some of the things they were saying. And we sure. were making some like pretty bold claims in some of them. And it was like, that's the whole point. It's like, yeah. keep talking about it. And if you yeah. weren't frustrated by it or like if you didn't have thoughts about it, then we made a boring video that you wouldn't have watched. So like um, a lot of it, you, I really loved when people disagreed with what we wrote in the Cheesemies and what, you know, what will be in the videos, in the mini Cheesemies videos that come out in the next few weeks. Like we're going to do some, one about the Olympics. We're going to have one about black Filipinos. We're going to have one about Filipino comedians. And I think we're going to say things that people won't all agree with. And I'm, I, I expect, fully expect my DMs to be filled again with um, people that disagree with me. Um, yeah. But that's the point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's good to have the dialogue. Yeah. yeah. And for so long, we've had, like, just generally speaking within the Filipino community, such a colonized mindset. And we have to try to unravel all of these behaviors and ideas so that we can support one another better um, and yeah. see each other on the screen and everywhere. Um, and I, aside from, like, supporting each other and also making content. Do you think there's any other things that uh, the industry specifically has to do so that we can see this kind of change? Ooh, that's a heavy question. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew the answer to that, I wish some, I mean, I guess the real answer is no one has the answer to that, right? It's gonna mm -hmm. be, it's gonna be an art, not a science in terms of making people feel represented, you know? Sure. And there's even a fine line between are you being represented or are you being marketed to there's a line there too mm. um and it's more of you know just putting more things out there for people to um to see and hope that one of it sticks you know i think a good example of this is filipino comedians which is something that we're working on an episode now for um cheese Me's mini a lot of people say like filipino comedians make the same jokes over and over again and they're always kind of degrading like they make the same like filipino tita jokes and like mm. they all have the yeah. accent and they all mm -hmm. like want you mm -hmm. to be a nurse i remember i when the first time i saw joe koi i i was in high school i told people he was my uncle because like there is no way that he figured out my family that well, that he was telling such specific stories. Mm. Like, he had to be my uncle. Like, he had to be talking about, like, you know, my Aunt Karen. Like, he had to have been talking about, like, my Filipino relatives because how could he have known? Turns out it's just a very common Filipino experience. Now, looking back at it, I can, and people, like, talk about, like, why does he always just make the same Filipino jokes over and over again, always making fun of the accents? But it's, like, t for someone else, they're hearing that for the first time. Like, and that's, yeah. like, blowing their mind. And so you might, like, it's almost like you should feel honored that you are getting sick of hearing this Filipino representation joke. <laughs> because to some right. high schooler and some, like, Filipino in the middle of a white suburb, like, they are being seen for the first time. And it's like, that feeling is crazy. I like, I straight up thought, I lied and said he was related to me. That's how like blown away I was. Like how spot on I felt his um, stories were. Wow. That's so interesting because, you know, like lately I've been thinking about like Filipino accents, right? And like how it's it's constantly used. And, and a lot of times it feels mocked but I never really thought yeah. about it in that perspective where like maybe someone's hearing it for the first time and this is their introduction to um, yeah. Filipino culture. Like I did um, 
I did a show one time, um, and I wrote my own monologue about being a tita, um, and I performed it. And of course, I had to do it with an accent because, like, I had to. And for me, artistically, like, that's what a tita would sound like. So it wasn't me specifically making fun of the accent, but it just it was a specific choice. And the way that it was received was like, oh, dude, this is like hilarious, right? But um, so that makes sense. But I've been struggling with like the accent and how it's used in yeah. comedy. So it's it's interesting that you bring this up. And you know, and it comes back over and over again. Like we talk about like Happy Slip, and then right. there was Tita Chet, and um, there was uh, uh, Jeppy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not Jeppy. Uh, he has the Snapchat filter where he does yeah, yeah, yeah. very similar <laughs> things and he like re reintroduces it to, you know, just a Snapchat generation as opposed yeah. to like the YouTube generation that watched Happy Slip before. Um, and there's a reason that that finds an audience, you know, it's because th- it's funny, right? And then now this in this TikTok generation that people are being like, oh, like we've seen it before. Like, why do you keep using um, accents as like a quick laugh mm-hmm. it's um it's tough because there is a line right you don't want to do it too much and yeah um but it's you have to remember too that like it's just like it's almost what it's a good position to be in that like you can see yourself represented so many times yeah yeah it's a good way to think and about i know people it. disagree i know people will disagree with that there's gonna be people like ah we should never be at the month of like we should never be at the like expense of other people's accents you know but it's like I don't know, the first time I heard it, it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, and it's 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 very much part of, like, when you go into a Filipino house, like, that's the reality, right? That is, like, the reality. That's how you hear the titas and titos talk. Um, so it is very much based in reality, but, yeah, it's just, like, I'm... I still struggle with this and I don't know I still don't know how to feel about it after we're talking about it and, and something I still want and to no continue one does. to explore. No yeah, one knows how I to don't... feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but some people some people some people the wrong way. Why? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about it and have post it in the Facebook comments. Like let me know. Like yeah, what yeah. makes you uncomfortable. Because I don't know what makes me uncomfortable about it. Because some videos I do feel uncomfortable watching. But then sometimes I'm laughing, you know? And like if, yeah. I don't know if I the one that made me uncomfortable, would I have been uncomfortable by it if that was the first time I saw it. Yeah. I don't know. Let's ask someone that's never seen Filipino accents in a video before. Um, it's tough, but also that's the point of having these videos yes. that I make with one yes. down is to ca- talk about it. Yeah, let's let's suss it and out. I won't let's get it right. It like our, the script that I write or like the script that we put together and the video that we put out, I guarantee you I'm going to piss somebody off. Like I'm going to say something that someone won't agree with about Filipino accents. Mm-hmm. But let me know in the comments. <laughs> you know, like yeah. That. <laughs> but let me know in the comments. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely using that in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and oh. I mean, honestly, too, like there's like the Facebook trolls of it all. Like some of them just are being mean to be mean. But there's some people that disagree with me, and I like fully take it. And I'm not like I'm like there's a way to disagree respectfully about yes. it. and people have been like the reception to it has been great. And um, there's a way to like talk about like how you disagree with what I said without like personally attacking the person yeah. that said it you know like honestly mm-hmm. just trying to have a natural conversation about it um and i think that's one thing that i really like about what cheese Mies has done awesome we're here for cheese Mies. and we're here for cheese Mies. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> 
All right, y'all. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with Trey. With Trey. Okay, everyone, we're back. We're back. We're back with Trace. Woo-hoo. All right, so Trace, what are a few tips or actions that you would like our audience at MeSearch to take based on kind of all of what we've talked about with regards to um, Filipinos, Filipinos in media, and uh, representation? Yeah, um, I would say put yourself up for as many opportunities as you can um, because, I mean, it's cliche and corny to say, but if you like try you get a hundred no's but all you need is one yes Mm. um and then it makes it it makes it all like worthwhile right like for philharmonic when you say like the philharmonic in in the parentheses a lot of the things that when you introduce us as a group we say parentheses the sing-off pitch perfect to the lately show with james corden i wish i could tell you the number of things that were almost in that parentheses like there were so many things that we were so close to doing that could have been huge and career changing um but they didn't but we got three yeses and like, that's a ton, you know? Mm-hmm. And like right now, even in my personal life, like even like with what I'm working on now, like I send, I like go and audition for things all the time. I'm constantly pitching new things. And like right now my parentheses are like Philharmonic, Acast, One Down and Mix. And like, I got too many yeses going right now. Like I've got too much. Go get your yeses. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, and it's better to you only need one yes and so like literally a mm-hmm. hundred no's don't matter when you have one thing to put in the parentheses after your name yes wow go you get, get it go you get, get your it, yes Trace. go get your yes i should also mention i didn't talk about this earlier but like one of the like my day job amongst all of this is that i work in podcasting and so i um i have like a roster of shows and my job is just to grow audiences for podcasters mm-hmm. and i you know just um and very active in the podcast scene. <laughs> so that's like what I do when I'm not doing all the other stuff. What should people be listening to? Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, do you know what? Well, the show that I think you should listen to is called Too Long Didn't Watch. It's by Rolling Stone. And they get celebrities to watch a pilot and a finale of a very famous TV show that they somehow missed mostly because they were filming another very famous TV show at the same time. <laughs> um, and so they watch a show that they didn't get to see, and they have to guess everything in the middle um, based on the pilot and the finale. Um, you know, they've had, like, John Hamm. They've had Alison Brie. Uh, you know, season two is coming out in a few weeks, and it'll be <gasps> running in, uh, through October. And it's one of my favorite shows and a show that I'm working on, so it would really help me out if you also listen to that show. <laughs> Amazing! That sounds so fun! Yeah, it's a great show. It's really cool. Ooh, can't wait for that. Yeah. Tune in, in tune in, in. subscribe, tune, in, subscribe. In. In. All right, Trace, where can people go to learn more about you? Yeah, I am at Trace Gainer on every social media platform, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Kumu. I'm on Kumu, Kumu. now. Um, um, yeah, and yeah, just follow me there. Email me at trace at the if you have any questions. Yeah, yeah, Cold yeah. email. Cold email him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cold email. They work. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. This is so lovely and enlightening. And we're so grateful that you've um, spent this time with us. Y'all, this was Trace Gaynor. Trace Gaynor. Woo! Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yes. Here for this. You know. Here for Trace.
I'm here for Trace. Are you here for Trace? I'm here for Trace. Yeah, I mean, you, I knew that because I mean, you just said that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you're but here for Trace. I'm here. I'm here for Wait, Trace. I'm here for We're Trace. I'm here for Trace. No, I'm here for Trace. I'm here for <laughs> no, I'm here for Trace. <laughs> no, I am. No, I am. Anyway, so this is the part of the episode where we talk about what we learned. <laughs> um, and Trace. Gave us a lot of <laughs> gave us a lot of good nuggets of information yes. and experience. He actually really opened my eyes to different perspectives. Yeah. Um, particularly with the idea of mixed versus full, like the terminology. Mm-hmm. In this episode, we talked a lot about specifically about mixed Filipino experiences and mixed Filipinos and Filipino representation in the media. Um, and one thing that really stood out to me was how he referred to himself as or how he navigated the conversation of being half Filipino. He oh. used the term half Filipino um, as opposed to mixed Filipino. Um, and there's been a lot of conversation that, that uh, I've been in personally before where there's been debate about the use of mixed versus full versus half. And he really kind of brought the context in this episode mm-hmm. with regards to that whole debate, he said something to the effect of, if you're half of something, can you be full mm. or whole of something? And that speaks to a lot of people who do identify as being mixed or who do identify as being half Filipino and that you are constantly feeling that you do not belong. And that's already a difficult position that Filipino second generation, third generation Filipinos feel um, growing up in like Western culture is like, does anything belong to us? Can we claim anything? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when he brought that up, it just really brought a lot of a lot of thoughts back into my brain of we're all Filipino at the end of the day. Yeah. Regardless of our our background, where we come from, like there's this invisible thing that connects us all. Mm. Um and part of that is, you know, white people see us as Filipino. If you're not fully white, then you're not. <laughs> you're definitely something else, right? So yeah. that's one piece to it. It's a very nuanced and complicated situation. And it was great to have Trace on because he said multiple times, like, oh, I don't know the answer to that, but this is what I think. Like, it's yeah. it's nuanced. There's no right answer. There's a lot of things that we talk about and debate about with regards to what does it mean to be Filipino, um, and I'm I'm glad that Trace came on and said very specifically, like, you know, people are going to disagree. It's fine. The dialogue is what's important. Yeah. 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 Especially in our, our community where dialogue is uh, doesn't happen often about things like yeah. this. And um, yeah, I think, yeah, dialogue is definitely important, whether or not you agree or whatever. The dialogue is important. And yeah. Be be kind and respectful, but yeah, yeah. What about you? Uh, what about me? Um, yeah. What What are some takeaways? Uh, I liked how he talked about representation versus um, marketing, and like what that means, like in casting, and um, yeah. So like. It's interesting now how there is more of a surge of, you know, people of color on our screens, right? But mm-hmm. is it 
are are they being used as props just so that, you know, because it's like in and because they're trying to like, you know, maybe bring more consumers in that are people of color or are they really trying to create a space and create a real movement where it seems like they are, you know, and like, is it, is it actually meaningful, you know, the way that folks are casting and, and bringing people of color into um, the room? I don't want to see the industry go into the direction where we are just used as props and we are just used as bodies to make profits for the people at the top that are not people of color. Um, mm. And I think... People th- of no color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I just... I don't have like a, a solid takeaway, but I have more questions as to how we can mm. monitor this kind of thing within the industry. Like, how can we really know if a company or or casting or whoever is taking in these people of color because they truly, 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 truly want to see authentic, genuine representation or if they're just trying to make a buck off of us. I don't know how we're going to monitor that. I think part of it's also like you got to get people of color behind the scenes. Yes. Because the entertainment industry is a business at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. where's that money going? Yes. Right. So, I mean, you might be you might hire the people, like you said, as to be props. But, you know, where where are the profits going? Mm -hmm. Are you hiring people to are are you hiring people and paying them appropriately? Mm -hmm. uh, Hiring people of color, that is hiring Filipino people behind the scenes as well. Yeah. So where's the money going? Where's the money money. going? Yeah. Track the money. Yeah. Comes down to track the money, money, y'all. Yeah. He said something about how like. All of this is an art. It's not a science. Mm. And how we feel about representation, it's not that cut and dry. It's not a science, is yeah. what he said. Yeah. He said, you know, it's the changes is an art form rather than a science, I think, is, is the, the language that he used. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. makes yeah. a lot of sense because this is a very complex issue. It is. It really you is. Know? And the questions no. continue. The 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 search continues. The, the me search continues. <sighs> the me search continues forever. For- forever. Oh. What a great episode this was. That was a great episode. I uh, feel energized. I do too. And like motivated. And also, like, yes, I have a, a, I was going to say a swear word, but yes, I have a lot of questions, a ton of questions. Yeah. But um, that is good. It's good. It's good to continually reflect and ask yourself, like, hey, are these, is the mindset that I have still appropriate? Yeah. Are the attitudes, beliefs, and values I have still appropriate? Oh, they may not be. Let's talk about it. Yeah, you know, and one more thing, like, I'm still, I, I'm really stuck on this whole accent thing, y'all. Like, please let me know your thoughts out there. Like, because I, I want to know what you think about the accent thing, because I'm, I'm, 
I don't know. I at one point I was very like, this is awful and this is wrong. But like, you know, I think there's a classy. Well, I don't know. I don't know if there's a classy way to do it. There's a a respectful way to do it. Yeah, artistic, respectful way to do it. A smart way to do it. There's a smart way to do it. Yes. You know who I think of? Like, when I think of, like, really smart comedy, I think of Dave Chappelle. And he's all, it's, he's towing the line, but he tows the line so elegantly and so, like, with such intellect. And so, uh, uh, you know, of course he, oh, but he's married to a Filipino. Um, (gasps) What? All right, have them on the podcast. Yeah. You gotta get some cold emails out to Dave Chappelle's people. Yes, yes. But yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah, the, the questions continue and it's good to question. And it's also good to go out and do your research. Like, go out and like seek more information and see how you feel about things and how, and meet people too. Meet people too. You know, like, yeah. I, I really wanna have a solid, opinion about accents because after this conversation with the trace i'm kind of teetering but and i love that and i love this because please question me (laughs) (laughs) i think it's okay to change opinions yeah 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 that's true too fine that's true too you can have a solid opinion that's based on like what you believe Mm -hmm. in the moment but also like continuously Having an open mind in general is a good thing to have. And knowing that your attitudes and beliefs may change over time is totally fine. Yeah. Just, totally fine. just don't hurt people. Don't hurt people. Just you don't know? hurt people. That's that all, is that's all, all we that we can ask for <laughs> from humanity. And we're still not getting it right. God damn it. <laughs> damn it. Damn it all. Um, damn it all. But it's fine for it's now, fine. you know. We're just one little podcast. Who are we? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Any final words, Boo? Um, we appreciate our mixed Filipino siblings out there. And you are part of our community and we love you. Ditto. Ditto to that. Yeah. All right, y'all. That was the end of the episode. That was it. Bye. Ending. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, everyone. (laughs) Yay! Thanks for listening. MeSearch is produced and hosted by Dustin Domingo and Crystal Tugatti. Editing by Dustin Domingo. If you enjoy me search, make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Also, make sure to check us out at mesearchpodcast.com and follow us at mesearchpodcast. We're going to get to the bottom of things. This is me search, folks. Woo-hoo!